Welcome to this latest episode. My name is Mark Shepard. Glad you have joined us. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so. Also, leave us a review. It's greatly appreciated. We enjoy the feedback. We like finding out what we need to do to improve and also different type of topics that you would like to discuss and delve deep into. It has been quite a number of weeks, hasn't it? Uh, a lot of things have been taking place, not only in our country, but around the world. A lot of, uh, a lot of changes, a lot of different things, uncertainty, uh, a lot of fear. And in fact, that's what we are going to be talking about in this episode, is fear. And it's quite timely because there has, there has not really been too many times in world history in which we have had this amount of fear and uncertainty. Yes, we've had wars and different uh, things like that, World War I, World War II, but on such a grand scale that it impacts everybody's life in one way, shape, or form, fear has uh, really seemed to envelop a lot of people's lives. And as we go through the next few weeks, there's a lot of uncertainty still, of course, things seem to be looking more positive and more on the upward swing. However, I do want to talk about fear and how people, how all of us tend to react to certain situations. And one of the issues we have to deal with is fear. How do we, how do we respond to circumstances? How do we deal with the things that we have to face? Now, some of you are going to be facing and are facing, in fact, a lot of different challenges. If you are a business owner right now, I'm sure there's a lot of uncertainty as to what's happening to your business. If you are just an employee who's just barely making it by and trying to make ends meet, it's the same thing. You're wondering what's going to happen. Well, I will tell you this, things will work out. Now that, you, I'm telling you, things are going to work out. It might be a little bit different in many ways. It may be even better and more doors opening for you, things happening. I have found in my life the things that I had been afraid of and fearful, and maybe those things have happened. Most of the time, those things don't happen anyways in the way that I think they're going to. But when things do turn out uh, uh, and go in a direction that I wasn't quite sure about, it always opened the door to something even better that I never would have realized. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't make it easy when you're in the middle of the storm, does it? But it, it does make sense when you look back at that storm, when you look back at what happened and find out where the wind blew you, it blew you into a different course, and that course took you to a tropical paradise, okay? It's something different that you never really would have thought of. So don't be fearful. And let's talk about what fear is. Now, if you and I are to live in the spiritual realm, if you and I are going to be people who are going to look at life in a different way and build a different perspective, we have to put our beliefs into practice. If you have not listened to the prior episodes of a spiritual worldview and how we develop a worldview, make sure you go back and listen to those. In fact, it might be better if you just go ahead and listen to those now and then come back and listen to this podcast because it will set a different tone and a little bit more understanding. Whatever works best for you, go ahead and do that. But let's just quickly recap and understand that we are having to build a spiritual foundation and in that spiritual foundation, it, there are bricks, and one of those bricks is how we view the world, how we view life, and how we view reality. 
And one of the biggest bricks, or that foundation really, I should say, all of it comes down to an understanding that we live in a spiritual realm. And the physical is always changing. The spiritual God is always, he, he's the beginning, the end, he never changes. It's a different world we live in, and it's so easy to get wrapped up in just the physical things that we are experiencing and think that that is the reality. And in a way, it is a reality, but just for a moment, because that reality is changing. But what is constant is what is taking place in the spiritual realm. That's why it's crucial to always view things through those lens, through, through those glasses. So whatever we're facing, whatever, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whatever we're facing, we always want to put on those glasses, those lens that helps us look at what reality is and helps us put things into perspective because it really is a matter of perspective. Now let's talk about fear. There's quite a few different things that we're going to look at and and it is very easy to get wrapped up into fear and 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 let it overwhelm us. And unfortunately, I have seen that in many people and that fear has taken them has or is taking them into realms that is really destroying them and is really hurting them and making their life much much more worse than 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 much worse than what it r- really is and their lives have been just their their lives have been reshaped by this fear not so much the circumstances but the fear about what might happen now fear is a very very real thing for many people and we have fear we have uncertainty but one of the things if we live in the spiritual realm a true spiritual realm we will learn to conquer our fear. We will, we will learn how to deal with the fear and the situation that, that's coming at us. It doesn't mean we ignore it. It means we work with it. We understand what it is, and we have to look at it and say, well, first of all, what am I afraid of? So the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, is what am I afraid of? And number two, is what I am afraid of real or is it something I'm making worse by what I'm feeding into my mind? Because the mind is where that activity takes place. That's why whenever we see uh, throughout the scripture, we see writings of Paul, we see the writings of, of, of all the different apostles and all the different uh, writers of the New Testament, and even Jesus himself talking about fear and the mind. The mind is what we have to control. We have to learn to put good things in our mind. So the first thing we want to do is we have to look to see what is it we are afraid of. Number two is what we're afraid of really as bad as what we think it is. And number three, we have to look at what we're putting into our mind that's feeding that fear. Now I'm going to give you a background a little bit about myself. I worked in television news and in PR, uh, my fir- first of all, I worked in television news for right around eight years. I was a television news anchor, and I was a reporter in different areas across the United States and also uh, overseas working for, for uh, Armed Forces Television. And then I went to the world of PR before I retired from, from the world of public relations. And I will tell you something right now. Working in the media, the media lives off of an emotional drive. Everything that you see when you watch a news, it is an emotional high that goes on in the newsroom, and everything takes a life of its own. 
It's a mad rush to put things on the air and keep pushing it. Because when I was in the business, we fed off that. It's what gave us that drive. It just, that there was such an adrenaline rush. And it's day in, day out, day in. And what happens is when we push this through the airways or in print, what happens is we start, as people, we start looking at this and we start thinking that this is the reality. But we can't let that happen. It's crucial not to let that happen. Now, I'm not saying you don't go read news, okay? I'm not saying that at all. And I'm not saying that there are people in the, in the business that are not doing a good job. But I will say that if you continue feeding your mind with things of fear all the time, you are going to reap what you sow. If you sow fear, you're going to reap fear. And too many people are reaping fear because they've sown fear. They let those seeds fall into their mind. Jesus gave the parable one time about the field. Now, the field, he talks about in this field that, that there's, uh, this farmer goes and he, he goes and puts these, 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 scatters these seeds on, on, in, in the field. And some fall on the rock, some fall on fertile soil, and some falls, uh, fall on, on an area in, and the thorns come up and overtake it. And, and really, that's an analogy of the mind. It's a metaphor, really, of, of the mind. It's, it's telling us that what we're putting into our mind is our mind ready to take it. He's talking about the good news. And the good news is we don't have to fear. So what happens many times is if our minds are ready or to, to a point we're willing to accept it, we try, and then the worries and the fears of life come up and they strangle that good news. And what happens? We no longer live in that life that we've been called to live. But we have to take care of our minds to make sure we don't let garbage come in. And there's too many of us that are letting garbage come into our minds. So just make sure that what you're watching and what you're reading is really true. And what I mean by true, not just factual, but accurate. Now, I don't want to turn this into a media relations lesson or anything like this, but you have to, it, it, this is part of it. This is part of making sure what goes into your mind because we have to face it. Let, let's be real about something here. What is very important that we have to remember is everything in this world is a battle for our mind. Think about that for a moment. Everything we deal with, our mind is processing that. From the moment we go to sleep, to the moment we wake up, our dreams and the, the situations we face throughout our day. If our minds are not prepared, we're going to fall into all kinds of different uh, troubles and fears. And most people don't even think a moment about protecting their mind. Paul talks about in Ephesians, he talks about putting the helmet of salvation. Okay, He talks about armor, and he, he uses this, this metaphor of, of putting a helmet on, uh, on your, the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth and, and so forth. And I want us to understand that what we're doing is we're really, uh, pardon that little ding there, that's my, my phone there, just kind of put it on silent here. But what, we, uh, what he's using these is not just as putting some type of a, uh, of of a material on our head or these aren't these are there are purposes for that and when we put on this quote helmet of salvation 
that helmet of salvation protects our mind. And what does that mean to put on a helmet of salvation? That's that's more than just yes, when I die I'm going to heaven. I'm not that's that's not what the salvation that's being discussed about. Salvation is being saved from what? Being saved to the garbage that the world throws at us. The difficulties, the fears, the uncertainties, the hate, the anything that comes into our mind that is trying to to throw a wrench into the way of good thinking. That's that helmet. It's that protection. It's protecting our mind. That's that salvation. That salvation is that filter. It protects that mind. It's that filter that protects the things that go into it. And we have to look at it. That salvation is the salvation of being saved from those things. And that that is an effort that we put into it. Paul talks about this in in one of the letters to to a young man named Timothy. Now, if you're if you're a, a Bible student, you know these indiv- these individuals. If you're not, that's okay because just a quick lesson, real quick, on what some of these scriptures are. This this letter here is written to a young man by the name of Timothy. He wrote at least two letters we know of, and in one of these. Um, in this young man named Timothy, he, he's maybe he's maybe in his early teens, maybe his early tw- or late teens, early twenties. Who who knows really? But it appears that Paul and him have a relationship, and Paul has a relationship, a friendship with with his, uh, his mother, and I believe his his grandmother, uh, Timothy's mother, and Timothy's grandmother. So so he's he's working with this this young man and trying to help him to grow spiritually. And he writes to him, and they have a good relationship because Timothy has really seen Paul through some difficult situations. Paul has been through a lot in his life. I mean, go read up on this on this guy. He has really gone through a lot of things in his life and you talk about a change. In fact, if you go back and look at the look at all those individuals that were there, Peter and all them, they went through dramatic life changes. They were totally different people from what they were from the beginning. Of course, they perfect? No, they weren't perfect. But what they were is they were individuals that were growing. They were growing in their spiritual life just like you and I are. Anyways, Paul is talking to this young man Timothy and he's helping him and he says in Second Timothy, the second letter to Timothy, in the early part of the letter, broken broken down into chapter one, verse seven, and those verses and chapters were added later on just to help us to be able to find those much easier through the Bible. But anyways, it says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline." Now it's easy for us to read those. I'm reading this right now. On, I'm reading what that verse I just wrote on a big screen computer right here in front of me. But think about Peter and think about Paul. Think about Timothy. Think about all those people that were living back at that time. You talk about a difficult life that they lived. For them, it was daily bread. They didn't have retirement systems. They didn't have health care system. They didn't have these kind of things. It was a very difficult life. And not only that, but they were living under a Roman occupation. And the Roman occupation could be a very brutal occupation. Go ask the Jews about the destruction of the temple around AD 70. They came into Jerusalem and wiped that place out. I mean, they'd wiped it out. Talk about destruction and just just horror that filled. So this is the world that Timothy was living in. You and I, we pretty much have a roof over our head. We have a nice phone. We have a computer or whatever we're doing. Uh, um, yes, there's difficulties, but compared in relation to that, look what Paul tells Timothy. He said, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, 
love, and self-discipline. That, that's, that's crucial because so many today, in, in, all through history and all through even in, in our lifetime, but especially in these times, people are living under a, a, a cloud of fear, and that fear brings upon a depression. And if we continue to listen to things that are that uh, that that sap us from from what real reality is, and leave us with this this worldview or this this idea that might have a little bit of fact to it and have some fact to it, but is not really accurate, we are going to live a fearful life. And there's nothing fun about fear because if we're always in that we are always going to wind up into a depressed nature. That's not what we're called to do. Living the spiritual life is not about being a good person, and then when we die, we go to a place called heaven where there's harps and angels and we all sit around on clouds. That is not what heaven is. And hell is not the place in which all the bad people go to hell and there's a, a couple of people running around, well, a whole bunch of people running around with red suits and a pitchfork and stabbing people and, and, you know, their skin falling. That, that's not what hell is. See, what salvation is, is a freedom from all those things. Yes, we, we'll talk about heaven and hell in different times and what they are, and there, is those, there are those places, but we, I want us to think about it in today of what we're saved from. The promise of the gospel, the promise of what we see here in Scripture, what we read, is not about trying to live and be as good as we can so we don't go to the bad place when we die. That is not what this is about. What this is about is freeing us from a life of fear. Now think about that for a moment. How many of us are really living in a life that is free of fear? But yet that's what the promise is of this good news, is that we don't have to live in fear. Why? Because God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and self-discipline. Now think about what is involved with that. This is a spirit of power and of love, of being patient, of being kind, of not counting wrongs, of you know, looking for the best interest of the other person to help them out so they can be the best that they can be. But it requires a third element here, and I like this one here that he says here, of self-discipline. And that self-discipline is crucial because if we don't have the self-discipline in our life, we can wish all we want to. You know, we can have all the desire we want to, but we're never going to reach it if we don't have the self-discipline to get there. That's one of the lessons I've learned in my life is that I can have a lot of desire and go, I really have the desire. I want to be this and just, I mean, have just bucket loads of desire. But if I don't have the self-discipline to make some of that happen, then it won't happen. For instance, I can have a desire to hear from God and really have this desire and, oh, God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. And we've talked about that in some prior podcasts. But if I don't have the self-discipline to take an hour out of each day and just listen to him speaking to me. If I don't have the self-discipline, it's not going to happen. God's not going to force himself into our lives and say, here, listen to me. That's not how God works. Someone described the Holy Spirit as the perfect gentleman, and I like that. And he said this, I can't remember exactly, he was a friend of mine, he said, the Holy Spirit's a perfect gentleman. He will no, never go into a place where he's uninvited or not invited. And that's, that's very true. 
I mean, he will work and, and work around the edges and knock at the door, but we have to open that door. We have to have the desire to do that. So part of that spirit is having the self-discipline to search for those things. And self-discipline means that at times we're going to have to watch what we put into our mind. And right now there is a lot of fear. All you have to do is go on social media today and you can see some of the fear and some of the outlandish craziness that some people are, are coming up with and believe in that. And they believe in all kinds of strange things that they, that they think are going to happen that is not even close to being true. So, so just keep things into perspective. And that's what you and I are called to do. So how do we do this? What, what, what do we do to get rid of fear? How, how do we get rid of it? What, what do we do to, uh, do you just turn it off like a light switch? Well, it's not as easy as turning it off as a light switch. A lot of it's like a dimmer switch. Sometimes we have to push that and turn it and turn it down. But again, in number one, it comes into what we are putting into our mind. There's another passage of Scripture that Paul talks about to a church in, in Philippi. It's, it's, written to, it's a church, he wrote these letters, and it's very interesting. And we'll talk about, I'm going to come up with a podcast, and I know I have a lot of podcasts I say I'm going to come up with, but so many things just pop into my, into my mind that I know I'm being led to say. And so... Uh, if if I don't get to them right away, I will get to them. It's just I, I tend to do these podcasts in a way in which is is I think God is telling me to do them. You know, I, I could be wrong on that. And I'm sure I'm wrong in some ways. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I try my best on it. And hey, you know, things happen like that. But in Philippians chapter four, verse six, he tells, "Don't worry about anything. Instead." Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. And that is so true because, you know, if we just take the time to do those things, His peace is going to guard what? Our hearts and what? Our minds. Exactly. That is so true. It's about guarding our minds. You want to know why people are running around and, and experiencing all this fear? They're not protecting their minds doesn't mean that we don't ever be concerned about things, but we protect our mind and put things into perspective. It's, it's not about ignoring. It's about, it's about managing. It's about understanding really what is taking place and what's true. Let me ask you a question. How many times have you been afraid of something and it never comes out to be true? or in the way you think it's going to be. I bet you it's exactly what it is or close to what it has been in my life. About 85 to 90% of the things that I've worried about, none of it has ever happened. So many of the things that we worry about just don't come to pass. And so many people waste their lives worrying and being fearful of things that aren't going to happen. Fear is overwhelming. It can freeze people. It can make them do things that are that is we wouldn't think that they would do or it could keep them from doing the things that they know they ought to do so how do you manage your fear what do we do again watch what's going into your mind what kind of friends do you have see this is a perfect time right now to take inventory of your life and find out what it is that you're putting into your mind i i have family members that are afraid to even come out of their house because they're afraid of something that might happen. 
They live in a world of fear right now, and that's not realistic. That's not what we're called to do. And unfortunately, that's how they're living. But you and I are called to live in a spiritual realm. You and I are called to put things into the right perspective, and that means having a calm and rational mind. The people that we respect, or the people we should respect, maybe I should put it that way, are those individuals that are what? Have a solid mind. Are Those are the individuals that, that think things through. They're not... They're not, um, they're not afraid or driven by the wind of, of winds of fear and change. They, they think it things through. They think it rational. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, a part in one of these uh, movies, the television show called The Band of Brothers, if you ever get a chance to see it. And it's the story of these World War II soldiers as they go through France and, and so forth. And one of the scenes, and I can't remember exactly who it is, but it's one of the officers, I believe it is. He's like lieutenant or a captain. But he's in the middle of their, they're in the middle of this firefight, and they have to get this message across to, to this other group of soldiers um, just down this road in this village. But then there's this, all these, these German soldiers that are there right in the middle in between. Now, some of you have seen the show. You know where I'm going to go with this. But this captain, he goes, okay, we've got to get this message. Not a problem. And he runs right through the middle of it all. And everybody, the German soldiers, are looking at him like, what is this guy doing? He goes over, delivers the message, and then he runs right back over. Now, some people would say that would be foolhardy. Was he fearful? Did he, was he afraid? Was he concerned? I'm sure he was. That's why he was running, right? But he knew what his mission was, and he went ahead and did it. You and I are called on the same mission. You and I have a mission to grow spiritually and to assist other people and be examples to them. If we are fearful, we can't be examples. And it was so interesting because after that incident, all the other soldiers would look up to him and like, wow, he's got it. You know, he, he's, he's a leader. That's what we need to be. We need to be spiritual leaders. If you and I are called to be spiritual people, that means eventually we want to be spiritual leaders too. We want to set the example for other, uh, other people. We, we, want to, we want to be people who, who show others that, hey, it's going to be okay. So if we're living in a world of fear, then, you know, it, we, we're not going to be an example. We're not going to be a lighthouse to other individuals. Uh, you know, that means p- watching what we post on, on our social media sites. If It means just being careful and of the things that we say. Why? Because the things that we say can impact other individuals. And that is so true. Uh, you know, that's, that's why I always try to look into the things I'm saying. And am I saying things that are going to help or am I saying things that are going to destroy? Are they going to tear down? So, Again, just just remember those things. Another one, you know, David, the young man David, who who was who was living in in you know the the days of Israel and became the king. One of the Psalms that was written in in the Psalms is, "When I am, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you." That's that's interesting. And another one was. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. And when he says pray to the Lord, he wasn't talking about one of these, hey, let me get down on my knees and say a good 15-minute prayer, and then when I'm finished, I'll say amen, and then, hey, you know, everything's fine. Now, sometimes that does work. But praying 
to those people back at that time is a lot different from what we think of as praying today. Praying, again, when we go, go back to one of the prior episodes and listen to what, um, what we call the, mystic, uh, the mystical approach or, or whatever we want to call it, the, the, the closeness that we have with God, what that means is just being quiet and listening. And when we listen to God in the middle of our fears, He will speak to us. It's, you know, it is absolutely amazing because there have been times in which I've been very, very fearful and I'm like, I can't be this way. And I get up in the middle of the night and I'll sit there and I'll just listen to God's voice. And before you know it, right there, it's right there. And he'll start talking and start talking and telling me and saying, well, what is it that you're really afraid of? Let's break this down. And, and, and I know it's not me that's coming up with this because the, the revelations that are given are, are very deep, and I know I'm not a deep person by any stretch of the imagination. These are spiritual words that are coming from that realm, and that is so comforting. And when I'm finished listening to those, what happens is, hey, you know, I feel a lot better. Things are okay, and my fears, I've been freed from them. You and I are called to be the same way. So be that lighthouse. Protect your mind. If we protect our mind and we're careful with the things that we think about and put into our mind, we're going to be okay. Uh, it's really where, where it all comes down to and what it all comes down to is what are we doing with our fears. And this is a time in our history, in our society, in which it's a good way to practice that. See, this is a this can be an exciting time right now. This can be an exciting time or it can be a horrible time depending on how we approach it. Now, yes, some are facing great catastrophic e events, maybe in their business or the situation that they find themselves in that you or you find yourself in even. But at the same time, how can we handle that? What can we do? And it's, it's easy to talk about that behind a microphone, okay? But when we get out there and try to live it, how do we do it? How do I get involved with being away from that fear? And being away from that fear means that I have to stop for a moment and say, okay, what can I use this? Number one, is what going to happen? Am I really, is, is, am I painting a picture that is all so gloom and doom that I'll never, it'll never be better. Again, we're going to reap what we sow. Or am I looking at this, what can I do to grow in myself to be fearless? What is it in my life that I can put into my life that allows me to become a better, stronger spiritual person? And that is what this is about. So again, what kind of world are we living in in our mind? Are we creating our own mind? I mean, you know, let's face it. If, you, if we pump our minds with all the stuff that we're always seeing on television or reading or hearing, and, and that's what we have going on, it's going to impact us. I have family members that the television is always on the news. 24-7. It never's turned off. It, they never turn it off. And, and, and they'll, you know, turn it down and go to the kitchen or go, but it's always running. That, that impacts their mind all the time and they live in fear. And well, you know, it's pretty obvious why. So again, just think about the things that we're putting into our mind. You don't have to live in fear. It doesn't have to be that way. It's totally up to you, really, if we want to live that way. The good news is 
when we live in the spiritual realm, when we listen to Jesus, when we listen to the Spirit talking to us, we can be free from that. And it really does come to that. Well, that will do it for this episode, looking at fear and how it impacts us and how it should not impact us. So if you have not subscribed, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. Put a couple of words. Tell us some of the things you'd like for us to cover. But whatever you do, tomorrow or this day, whenever you're listening to it, as soon as this is over with, change your mind and decide for yourself and have the self-discipline to tell yourself, I am going to make sure that I don't live in a world of fear. Best to you. We'll talk with you in the next podcast.